Whenever you're ready, Rob. I cannot bring the heat like Jeff Houston brings the heat. That guy's got it. But welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bare Knuckle Show. We have an action-packed day for you in store. We're going to go over the weekend events, things that are just dropping on our lap today, like Jake Paul has announced his fight, Anderson Silva. Uh, that's May News, BKFC 28. We're recapping an action-packed night, some questionable, and some other fun stuff. We also have live with us today, Britton Hart Beltron. So we're looking forward to talking. And my co-host today is not in, so I'm going to be doing this show all by myself. So stay tuned. This is going to be very fun, hey. a little bit awkward. Uh, hey. Who is it? Hello? Hey. Can you hear me? Wait a minute. If this is Lorenzo Hunt, I swear I'm to God, here. I will walk off the show right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm Lorenzo hunting it. I'm Lorenzo hunting it today. Brian? Up so hey, uh, you can hear me okay. I know that. I thought you were going to be with me. I didn't know you were going to be in studio. I'm actually at the Bare Knuckle Beach House right now. Nice. I'm coming What's in. Up, buddy? You're coming here. Look, man, Bare Knuckle Beach House. Look at the nice art behind me back here. You can see it. Uh, but yeah, I'm here. <laughs> What's up, dude? Good to see you. Yeah, I just can't see the art. I thought you could, but so it's great. It's great to be seen. I'm happy to be here with you. Uh, very excited. But Rob, I thought we could go body surf together or something later. I can't believe you're not here. Eat some Max Pizza. I'm in Wildwood, Bare Knuckle Beach House. You're there. It looks like you have a stand-in or something for me. It makes me nervous. It looks better than I do. Yeah, this guy's legit, man. I wish you could see what I'm looking at right now. We'll post it though for the fans. So a lot of great stuff went down, and I, I kind of heard you giving the tease. A stellar open to the show, Rob. You're very talented. You, you did bring the heat, and I think you did a great job bringing the heat. Well, I think the three seconds of awkward silence that nobody said go, I, I think that kind of tops it off. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's not like minutes before where you knew exactly what to do. No, every other show, you guys are, all right, in five. You guys do the official thing, and I'm just sitting here. All right, you can go whenever you're ready. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the the warm-up, that is true. I, I could kind of hear them. I, I, I was trying to get ready to come in, and they, they went through it like 15 times, Rob. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, Lorenzo Hunt could take your job, and I was, you know, I'm just being honest with you. He could. He could take my job. He could take anybody's job. He obviously invaded last week. We'll talk more about him hopefully a little later. That was crazy. Um, uncalled for, in my estimation, and he had a little heat with you, Rob. Have you guys talked since then before we get into this? I have not, and I haven't even spoken to uh, Evan and Dave about bringing him in just kind of sporadically, randomly, or I guess uh, interrupting the show. You know, that's something for another day. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Quentin Henry uh, dropping him. That's, that's, you put uh, that on Facebook. That's unprofessional. I guess. What is professional <laughs> nowadays? It's true. All right, so a lot to get into. BKFC 28 recap. Uh, as you heard Rob say earlier, Britton Hart, 1220-ish. She'll be coming on. A lot to talk about with her, her upcoming fight for the women's inaugural strawweight title. Mm -hmm. That'll be awesome against Fanny Palumpi, um, who's, uh, wow, she's going to be a, a little bit of a problem, we would think. And, and we'll talk about why later. Very talented woman, a combat sports vet. Also, uh, I mean, everything. I know that you were excited, Rob, because KSI, he beat two people one night. I know you love KSI. He was recently at our London event. Wonderful guy. Spoke with him. He was ready for his fight. Loves bare knuckle, too. We'll talk about that. Um, Gentlemen, I have to interject here. Uh, what? Seems to be a uh, delay, so we're going to fix it. Try running from a junkie in Kensington. Everyone. <laughs> Someone tried to steal his wallet. Uh, yeah, is, is anybody listening to me? Yeah, we're back, apparently, Brian. But oh, me and Brian oh, are having okay. an awesome convo. Everybody in Kensington hates me now. Yeah. <laughs> big shout out. Big Look, shout out. Shout out to Kensington. We love you, but I'm, you know how it is, man. Yeah, if Rocky yeah. was running in Kensington, he was running from someone trying to steal his That's wallet. That's how he got so goddamn fast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'd run so, out of there. 
I guess we're back now. Uh, and I know coming up at 1220, we have Britton Hart coming on. That'll be cool. We were talking about KSI beating two people in one night. KSI was recently at our London event mm-hmm. and he was sitting in front row. I had a chance to chat with him. Big bare knuckle fighting championship fan. He was there to see MVP, but eh, it didn't work out for MVP. It worked out for Mike Perry. Uh, but KSI still said to me afterwards, wow. He's like, you guys have something here. This is amazing. Big fan. So congrats to him on his two wins. We can talk about that a little later. Plus uh, a wish list, Rob, a wish list to join BKFC. What fighters would we like to see join BKFC? I know you have your fighters. I have my fighters and, and I'm almost going to guarantee you that my fighters are way different than your fighters. Cause we're going to look at different people. Yeah. So that'll be, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, and then we'll talk about a, a WWE guy gets his name back. They took his name away and they gave it to him back. And this is a tie into mixed martial arts and uh, combat sports. So we'll talk about that as well. Hmm. I got to yeah, think about cool. that one. Ah, he's going to be awesome. And I believe our matchmaker might be friends with this guy too. I, I feel like he's told me that before. The great Nate Shook. Mm-hmm. Referring to Nate the Great. Uh, <laughs> Nate the Great. Yes, Nate the Great. So I know we have Britain coming up in uh, a couple minutes, but I don't want to, I feel like, we got thrown way off track last week with Dave showing up and Lorenzo showing mm-hmm. up and we didn't get to talk about everything. So I want to give everybody their proper um, adulation. They're due today. BKFC 28, huge event, Albuquerque debut there. Albuquerque, man, you showed up. Thank you. Probably the loudest crowd that we've ever had, but I was not in Montana last time. So I'd have to, I have to ask Evan about that or somebody that was there. Uh, do you think Albuquerque was louder than Montana? Different buildings, Evan, but where are you on that? Uh, Montana had uh, it was like a bleacher setup, So they were all stomping their feet. Uh, they okay, but, so we have no, to but I think Albuquerque was a bigger venue, so there was more people. So, what about my Alabama fans, man? Going to that oh, show, they were they came out. Yeah, that was a long, that was a while. Ago. Yeah, but I'm telling you, man, Albuquerque was deafening, and and yeah. we thank you for for the the love that you give the fighters, you give us. I mean, we're excited to come there. These fans are ready. They're coming in in their pre bought bare knuckle fighting championship merchandise. They're lined up outside. They're going nuts. They're they're cheering on their favorites. They're booing the people they don't like. They couldn't get enough. And just much like Montana, they were there from the prelims. Yep. They, they pretty much showed up early. Leonard Garcia was there. He's like, this is a fight town. So I'm like, yeah, it is, Leonard. I wish we could have come here sooner. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. awesome. It was so, so thank cool. you for that. It was cool seeing everybody wearing BK, like walking around the venue and seeing people wear BKFC shirts and stuff. Like, it's crazy just to see like how far the brands come in such a short time. You know. And, and the cool part of is that you can you can kind of see that they didn't just buy them that night. You can see they're a little worn. They've had them for a while. They've been waiting for us to come. So I think that's awesome. And, oh. you know, people were buying up all the merch. It was cool. And and we, I think they got what they wanted. I think they, they got a fun card. Uh, John Dotson, an absolute legend in Albuquerque. We'd heard that. He'd never been knocked out in New Mexico. I'd heard that. But this guy, forget about it. I mean, Rob, John Dotson, the backflip, the fighting, everything. He's he's a ready-to-be-made star in BKFC. Before Dude. he came here, he was, but now forget about it. The Dotson over. brothers, man, they owned the show. They yep. took over the show. His older brother got the knockout. Uh, you know, younger brother. Dude, I mean, wow. I mean, they said that they were going to bring the heat, and they brought it, man. Phenomenal job. Looking forward to watching both of those gentlemen fight again. Yeah, John Dotson, performance tonight, knockout night goes to his brother. And, you know, the thing is, I, I'd been talking to John prior to the fight and mm-hmm. he mentioned to me that not only did he really want to be in bare knuckle fighting championship to show his explosive power that he still has, which he did, mm-hmm. but uh, he had a bet with his brother, like a fun bet. I don't know how much they bet or what they bet, but uh, who could knock their opponent out the quickest, to which <laughs> Eric won. So there you go. And they're fun together. I saw them doing local newscast together. It was covering us. And then you saw, um, of course, Eric jumping John's arms at the end during the broadcast. I mean, they're just brothers that love to fight, and they're great guys. They just want to have a good time while doing it. And I think that uh, they can both go far here in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. I'm excited about that. Um, 
I agree. I agree. What are your now? What are your thoughts about him hopping up? Because again, I love the drama. He brought it up. He called out Bedford. You know, Bedford's ten pounds heavier than him. What What are your thoughts on him hopping up ten pounds and getting a shot at brutal? Johnny Bedford. <laughs> I like I like the the drama much like you do, Robin. I, I have no problem with that. A fighter can call somebody out, and you know what, Johnny Bedford. They they have that past uh, from the Ultimate Fighter. Um, and I'd asked him during interviews, John Dotson. I think I asked him on our show if they contact each other, they talked. And I guess they're not the best of friends anymore. Mm -hmm. I think the smartest thing John Dotson could have done after that fight to make an impact in BKFC was call out Johnny Bedford because the hardcore fans know their past uh, on the Ultimate Fighter. They know what happened, and that intrigues them, I would think. And if they don't know it, we'll educate them on that where mm -hmm. they can read about it, and it'll make the fight a little more intriguing. But I would like to see it. I don't care. Let him go up 10 pounds. If that's what he wants, man, do it. What do you think about it? Dude, I want to see that fight. Uh, you yeah. know, that whole, uh, man, excite after his performance. Wow. Yes. I'm a fan. I was a little, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little on the fence. I'm like, listen, this guy is kind of known more for his wrestling background. After talking to him on the show, he said he really didn't train his regiment. Excuse me, change his regimen. He was still doing mixed martial arts and grappling, and I'm like, mm, okay. Now, you know, what are we gonna see? Wow, I'm blown away. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, I am too. And and I was a little nervous when he said that as well. And and by the way, just an aside, I was talking to him before he weighed in, just kind of BS and getting to know him. And he had mentioned to me, he'd known my pro wrestling background. He used to do pro wrestling in that area. I didn't know that. And, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. He worked for I forget the name of the Fed, but his his gimmick name, his wrestling name was Tattoo. Tattoo. <laughs> Isn't that perfect? He, I said, they, he said the ring was really high and they used to make him like fly around because he's a smaller guy. And I'm like, that sucks because it's a bigger bump because the ring's so high. He's yeah. got to take a bump. Fall on the, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And Joe Elmore as well. I used to, used to play pro wrestling. He told me as we were talking about this, his name was the silver dollar. And his finisher was the coin toss when he was with his friends, when he's literally told me all these people <laughs> tell me pro wrestling stories. I love it. That's great, uh, man. So let's get back. I'm, I'm getting off here. BKFC 28 recap. They were great. I want to shout out the, the Brad Kelly fight, too. Uh, Brad Kelly, man. Brad Kelly, and it was uh, Isaac, right? Isaac, uh, I, flag, yep. Isaac flag. What a fight. What a fight for Isaac. Isaac has nothing to be ashamed of. Not and, uh, I mean, the guy's a vet, and what a fight. And Brad Kelly told me, I'd saw him, I'd seen him earlier in the day. He's like, you guys got to have me on the show, which we will at some time, Brad. But I, I want to give you your spotlight now because it was a great fight. You told me what was going to happen. It happened, and I'm interested in watching you climb the ranks of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. I think the fans are as well. We've seen you a couple times, and, and more than a couple times, and, and I, I enjoy what you do, and I believe Rob does as well, and I think that you're going to have an upward trajectory, it looks like, here in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. So I, I'm curious to see what he does next. Absolutely. I mean, what a phenomenal fight. You have to take your hat off to Isaac, though. In the third round, I believe it was Brad Kelly's corner saying, put him away. It's time to put this guy away. And he went in. He went in for the kill. And still, he kept coming forward. Isaac Valley flag. You know, uh, of course, it's your hometown. You, you know, you don't want to go down on a knee. You don't want to go out that way. I mean, he made it through five rounds. Brad Kelly, you know, took the, the victory concisively. Great fight, though. Can't take anything away from Isaac Valley flag. Excellent, excellent bout. Yeah, I agree. And I think even, I, we always talk about in, in uh, losing, you can win. I'm not saying this is one of those times. I'm just saying that. Isaac Valley flag needed a win or, or a, a hell of a fight like that. And, and that's what we saw. But Brad Kelly, he was the better man. You talk about the corner instruction. I'll tell you what, Rob, from being there live, I don't know how the hell you could even hear what your corner is yelling at you. That Albuquerque crowd was so loud, or I should say Rio Rancho event center mm -hmm. was so loud. It was unbelievable. And uh, I will say also uh, people, as I walked around the crowd and, and I was giving out free stuff and all, 
they knew the podcast. They knew us from this show. So uh, thank you to everybody that watches it. Uh, big fans there. I mean, I guess I guess we can be big in Rio Rancho. That's awesome. I, I'm looking forward to going back there again. Let's talk a little bit about, we talked to Co-Main. We talked about a couple other things. Let's talk a little bit about the main event. Well, uh, can, can, yeah. I'm going to pause on that really fast. One of the things that I also want to talk about is the live judging. So everybody actually can see how the judges are, uh, how they're scoring the fight in real time. So I think that has really changed how the fighters respond after each round and how their corners are incorporating that information into it. It's like, listen, you're behind legitimately. We know that you're behind because it's transparent of the judging and, and, you're going to need a knockout or you're going to have to come up, come up with something. So I thought that was really, really cool. I love how they do that there. I wish to see other states, other territories open that up as well. Well, you know, I love when we go to Kansas because of the live scoring. I think that has a whole other element to the fight for the fighters and for the fans, mm -hmm. for the court, for everybody. Everybody mm -hmm. gets a, a different look at it. And I, I enjoy that as well. Uh, a little confusion here because I couldn't hear the broadcast, and I'm not schooled enough, to be honest with you, to know this. Maybe Evan knows it. Maybe you know it. Maybe somebody else can shine some light on this. I thought that Kansas was the only place that we could do that. I didn't realize that there were other states that do it as well. Are there any other states that are doing that? And if so, do you guys know if we'll be doing that in the future? Because I'm a big fan of it. Well, it depends on the state. I think, I guess Albuquerque did have open scoring. Yeah, I I guess it's, it's the it's, athletic it's, commissions yeah. that uh, make those decisions, state by from state, my understanding. No. Yeah. no, no, no. I know that. I know they make it. I just didn't realize that there were other states that did it. I, I thought that Kansas was the only one, but I guess this would become more legal in certain states. We're going to see that popping up. Yeah. I'd like to see it more. I, I wish they did it. I mean, there's yeah. arguments for both sides, but I wish they did it uh, all the time. I want to uh, get the it, fans' take on it. Do you like it or do you dislike it? You know, let us know in the comments below. You know, I want to follow up to that because I think that's a pretty. You know, if you're if you're in the corner and you know that you're behind, you know, you can see it. It's transparent. Or if you're so far behind, is that like, hey man, there's no chance of me winning this fight. I'm just going to, you know, get through it and call it a day. Or if you're so far ahead, yeah. you might not even go hard. That you know that that's that's the argument on the yep. other side of things. Sure, but I just I don't know. I seem I think I like it. I, I also don't. I'm not a gambler, so I don't know. But if you're a gambler, is does that affect the gambling ah. now? You change your bets because you're seeing different. How does that work? Uh, I never well, even thought of that. The, fight, the the bets are locked once the fight starts, so you can't. Uh, I thought you could do live betting. I no, thought there was live betting. No, too. up until up fly. until the fight starts. I just got yo. I just caught a fly with my hands, like like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Sorry, ADD. Oh, hey, there's a ball. <laughs> pretty big deal, Rob. It's a pretty big deal, man. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so no, it doesn't here. affect betting because like if you bet, you know, you can't bet once the once the first bell rings. Basically. I thought there was. I thought there was. Uh, no. After like a certain time, you can still change your bet. No, because there's delays, you know, between uh, the broadcast okay. and, you know, I mean, there could be a 30 second mm -hmm. delay or something. Hey, Rob. You I'm a roulette guy, dude. Yeah, that's it. it. <laughs> it's, it's red or black. Hopefully it gets my color and it's green like 99% of the time. But <laughs> main event, man. Let's let's do it. I think there's a lot to unpack here. There is. Let's let's check with the producers here because obviously I'm not in studio. I, I know 1220 we we're supposed yeah. to have Britain. She's not She's in the not uh, waiting room yet, so go ahead. All right, just keep, keep me updated, uh, and we'll get to her when we can here. But the recap, a lot of people are waiting to hear about our feelings, our feelings, BKFC's feelings mm -hmm. on the main event. Taylor Killaby Starling, who was the challenger, going after, of course, Christine Misfit Free in her first title defense, trying to win that title. And a lot of people were psyched up about this fight. We had spoken about it. I had my thoughts on it. I have my thoughts on it now. I know, Rob, you have your thoughts on it. I, I want to hear everybody's thoughts, but I'll start. I'll say this, and I haven't really thought how I was going to put this into words yet, so I wanted to come out correctly. Uh, during the fight, I was excited, and, and let's 
be honest, I, I respect and I like both both women. Uh, they're both talented in their own way. And Taylor brings a good vibe too. Taylor's always a good person to be around, as is Christine. So friendship with both of them, I think they're both great. That's always hard to watch that kind of fight. Um, but I was shocked. I was shocked that it ended so quickly. I think a lot of people were. Uh, but should we be? I mean, we know when the misfit's ready and she comes at you, we know how hard she hits. We know what she does. And while I was sitting there, I kind of got angry for a second. I'm like, mm -hmm. what? She's quitting? This mm -hmm. is, I think a lot of people felt that way. But then really quickly, I said to myself, wait a minute, Brian, you would have quit too. I, I'm not a fighter, but I would have, I probably would have quit quickly too. Maybe I'm a wimp. I don't know. Or do we respect her for knowing that she wants to live to fight another day, knowing she can't take that damage, knowing she's in over her head? Like, what does she do? She yelled at her corner. She wanted to quit. Mm -hmm. And they must have told her to go back. And she went back and she fell again. I mean, who knows better than her? I guess the corner is trying to keep her motivated. They, they say, no, 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 you're making a bad decision. Go back and fight. But who knows better than the fighter in the ring, right? Mm -hmm. So that was my first thought. And then I just thought to myself, man, she's got her kids watching her. She's worked her ass off for this. She's been in the gym nonstop and she quit. Mm -hmm. So if she quit and she's sacrificing all that, it must have been time in her mind for her to quit. Now, do we want to see that? No, we don't. But she's she put all that work in and for that, and she quit. So I can't be mad at her for that. I, I just maybe you can, I can't. Um, and I also think that knowing that she quit, she was going to get flack from everybody, mm -hmm. and she's getting flack from people. <clears throat> um, it, it, it's a lot going on. She was yelling at her corner afterwards. I saw that. But the one thing I really want to really point out here is that I respect Taylor Starling. Here's why I respect the Killer B, and my respect means nothing, but I do because she stayed in the ring. And I respect Christine, too. She said, keep your chin up. Christine was motivating her after she beat her. That's a true champion. Now, Taylor stayed in the ring and did the interview. I'm not going to mention any other names, but there's other people that when they lose, they storm out like babies. Ooh, Taylor, shots fired. I love it. With you. Taylor didn't do that. She didn't. Taylor stayed there. She Absolutely. knew that she quit. She probably felt like complete shit for what happened. Mm -hmm. And she gave that interview. And she gave props and respect. And I respect you for that, Taylor. And, and I... I I just think that's a great thing because I believe in losing, especially the way she lost. You could kind of get out of there and, and just take the easy road. She didn't do that. So I have a lot of respect for Taylor Starling for sticking around and doing the right thing. That's my thoughts. Sorry, Rob, I rambled, but I've been thinking about this for days. No, man, that, that was... Congratulations yeah. to the Misfit, too. She's yeah. amazing. No, that was a that was great, great insight on that. And I know Britain's about to hop in. I'll give my quick 30 seconds uh, on, on this if I can. I'd um, love to. I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I'll always say I have the utmost respect for anybody who steps in any combat sporting ring. Much respect. You're very brave. You're putting your life on the line. You've trained extremely hard for that. I give the utmost respect to Taylor Starling for doing that. Where I think, I think that her corner may have failed her. I think that she should not have taken this fight. She went seeking this fight. I can understand turning down the fight. I think Christine has a a deeper pool, a deeper background, just more experience in fighting than Taylor has. And I think this was so premature that this fight should have never happened. So she should have never been in there in the ring at that time in her career. But it is an experience that she said she's learned from that. She's grown from that. I didn't see what they may have been working on. Maybe it was just too fast. Why would you go in with not like a sharpshooter dodging 
clinching, striking, and then running away with someone that's obviously more powerful. She can hit harder than probably anyone you've ever faced in your life. I think that they went in with a very bad game plan and, again, too premature. Now, she's stuck in there, though, after the fight. She stuck in. She did the interview. She articulated you know, how she was feeling. And, again, the utmost respect to her for taking the fight. But quitting, you, you should have never been in a position to quit because I think you just bit off too much more than you could chew with it with this fighter. And I'd love to get Britton Hart's well, take on without that. Without further ado. Is she here? We have Britton. Hey, Britton. Hey, how guys. How's it going? Oh, good. I just got done. I had sparring today. So definitely got done with some exciting, some rounds in the gym with uh, legend Maureen Shea. So super oh. happy. Been working hard. I uh, just have fighting in the blood right now. So I don't know. Like super amped up. You sure do have it in the blood right now. And we're going to talk about your fight. We're excited about that. Now, Rob and I, as you came in, I don't know if you heard it. We're talking about the fight from this past weekend. I, I kind of caught some flack a while back. Uh, and I was half jokingly, but from Taylor, when I had made the comment, Rob, as you remember, we were talking about it, about maybe her camp had her bite off more than she could chew. Mm -hmm. And we seem to think that that at this point in her career, maybe not later in her career, but at this point in her career, she maybe just wasn't ready. She had an off night. We don't know what it was, but were you watching the fight? Cause I know that you said on an interview, I heard you say that you were expecting like a, a bloody fight. I don't think it went the way anybody expected it. Where were you at on that fight? Yeah, no, I told everybody, you know, I told everybody it does, it's not going to go out of the second round. Um, and I, I feel like I was definitely pretty vocal about that, but you know, it's one of those things you got to be careful what you say, because I've learned, you know, people just don't really want the truth as much as they, they claim and, and think they do. And, you know, calling a spade a spade, it is what it is. And, and I try to put it out there, but, you know, we do, we do need to work on putting a positive spin on things. But, you know, I can only put a positive spin on that so much. Like, look, check this out. Facts are facts. You hear a lot of people throwing bare knuckle onto the bus, saying that she wasn't ready, was bad matchmaking. Here are the black and white facts. This girl went in the ring, said, none of these bitches better get in my way. She grabbed the belt from Christine during an interview. And she even put publicly that she wanted to fight for the title. But BKFC said she was not ready. I remember seeing that post. Like, BKFC is telling you, you're not ready for this fight. It's for a reason. Listen to them. Because of your own promotion and you're somewhat of a golden child and, and claiming to be the face of BKFC, then you should probably listen to them and you're not ready for the fight. But she turned down a couple fights and people don't see that. People don't see behind the scenes. She turned down a couple fights saying, I'm only going to fight for the title. So she got exactly what she asked for. As far as not being ready for, I mean... Those are some of the issues that we get in fighting and the politics is is building these fighters, um, you know, and, and building them with with, you know, the, the term is like soup cans or, or whatever. You know, we don't want to say that because, again, I'm not trying to get too negative. Like, let's be positive. We are all warriors. If we step in the ring, we should get mad respect. But the essence of being a fighter is not quitting. The essence of being a fighter is when your back is on the ropes or you're knocked down, you get back up and you fight. Mm -hmm. Like that is the essence and true being of being a fighter. So with that being said, I feel like, you know, the ref is in there. 
you know, you get refs stop the fights all the time. We hear a lot of like debate, oh, the refs stop that too early. You know, the refs are trained, you know, properly and and stop the fights if they're if it looks too much. And I don't know. I think that I just look at it on one point, you know, you, you know, when you love somebody and you love something so much, sometimes when you're you know, you feel like betrayed by them. It kind of comes out a little more aggressive. Um, I'm definitely a little more biased with my history with the, some of these girls in BKFC. But, you know, someone sent it to me. It was the, probably the best saying ever. You know, if, if you're going in there to fight for your family and to put food on the table, like I have a special place for people like that in my heart. Don't you dare talk shit about them. They're going in there to do what they can. Yeah, they might look like shit. Yeah, they might not have the right training. Yeah, they might not be ready, but they're feeding their families. They're supporting their families. They are warriors. People that go in there and get knocked out, whether it's the first round, it doesn't matter. They went in there and they freaking tried. If the ref comes in and stops and said it was overwhelming, they tried. They tried. That's all you can possibly do and try. Getting down, I don't care. Like, you know, you just can't go to work and say, oh my God, this day is too hard for me. I can't, I can't, you know, you're my boss. I can't, I need to go home and I need to, I need to sleep for two days and then I'll come back and, and get my project that's due. I'll do inventory when I come back. But right now it's too much for me. Like these are real life lessons that I just wish that people would see and look like, you know, coming from like, like working class and like looking at like blue collar people, like, they don't get the chance to quit. Like they don't even get that opportunity. They have to go out there and fight and couldn't give up even if they wanted to. And, um, you know, that's just really what I'm looking at when I'm watching these fights. It's what I'm looking at when I'm seeing BKFC. Um, it's why you hear me be so adamant about BKFC and representing them when like these UFC fighters come in. Cause I'm like, I still want to be like true to the roots and, and what I believe in and what I believe in the sport was created for it wasn't the youtubers and the influencers and you know the name and the fans you have like it's the grit it's the grind it's the not quitting it's the different it's the dirty you know i faced christine ferreira and did you see my face at the end of the fight i had cuts on my face i have scars on my face from that fight you know how fair is it for me having to stand in there and get my face it permanently stitched up and then see somebody she doesn't have any stitches you know they don't like i don't know it's just but going through positivity and going back to it you know yeah you showed up and stepped to the ring great job well Britain, uh, everything you're saying again I, I like to hear from a professional fighter because I, the way i'm looking at it is i've never been in a professional fight rob never has so thank you for that uh interest uh what's the word introspective i guess it would be I think that's the word. I'm tired. I'm at the beach. I don't know. So that was no, great. It is a different perspective. And I know a lot of people don't agree with it. And, you know, I, I get it. But you got to understand, put yourself in other people's shoes. Like, really, what are we trying to, like, really set as a role model, as an example? And, you know, like I said, you know, we don't want to be too tough on people too tough on people and I don't really want to be too tough on her. I'm, I'm really just trying to be that person that, that keeps it real regardless. And, and you know, there's so limited that. of that and uh, that's really all it is, but yeah, you know, I'm sure she'll bounce maybe, you know, she'll bounce back and get another thing. Like, you know, that's if anything, hopefully this gives her the motivation to, 
to go prove herself and have that second chance and, and show everybody, Hey, you know, I'm not a quitter. I'm going to go in and do this, but I'm going to fix, you know, I'm going to fix the mistakes I made. So it's basically, you know, you fully scrape your knee. That's never going to happen. I'm not going to let that happen again. And you, you did, I mean, you had a, not same thing, way different, but it, you didn't let it happen again. This is my transition to talk about Beck Rawlings, that fight you had with her. Oof. Uh, you got your redemption. Uh, we haven't really talked to you much about that. I think that fight deserved a little more spotlight than we were able to give you at the time, but I want to give it to you now because you got your redemption in that fight. Speak on that fight with Beck Rawlings a little bit. What did it mean to you to get that win? How did you feel when you were in there? Long time coming. You know, it, it is, and I, I just actually said that in an interview with John Morgan. It was, you know, it was kind of tragic that it didn't get hyped up, but I was in a really, really shitty... Um, Are you there? Wow, let that go by. But oh, I was in a... I, was, I know it was loud, so sorry, I'm outside. <laughs> but um, I was in a really shitty life experience, you know. To be honest with you, you know, I was really excited for the fight. And then I had the whole um, personal and medical situation with me and my husband, Joey. And, um, you know, going through a lot, like, really just, just way more than you can understand. But it kind of goes full circle to the, you're a fighter. And I don't get a chance to say, feel sorry for me. Sorry, I can't, I can't fight because I'm going through all these mental, emotional bullshit. You know, I'm remembering what I said. And what I said was, I beat Beck the first time I fought her. I did. And, you know, it was a split decision, and I feel like I got robbed. And I'll beat her any day. And I said that, right? So I had to own that. So when they offered me the fight, even in the worst situation, even when I wasn't ready, even when I'm, like, fatigued and have pregnancy hormones still, like, I was still testing positive basically two weeks until that fight. So if you can imagine what pregnancy hormones do to you, you're fatigued, you're nauseous, morning sickness. I was carrying extra weight that I'm not used to, you know, dealing with all that. There were so many times I felt like, damn, like, am I really going to be able to do this? But I remember thinking I beat her back when, and I said I could beat her anytime. Just give me that rematch. And there it was. And, you know, the whole motivation with the whole, movement the the jab and stick was was stemmed from the shit talking on her end saying that i don't have the skills to beat her and that i just hit the panic button and i'm too wild i leave all these openings you know i'm spastic i hear all this and so when i go in there you know my resume speaks for myself i don't have to prove anyone that i can sit in the pocket and bang because I have, I have, you know, but what I needed to prove was that you're not going to hit me, that I do have the skills to beat you specifically Beck Rawlings and that I don't have a panic button. And then I'm super composed fighter. And I really did that. And I'm super proud of myself all the way to the end. You know, I feel like at the end, she kept calling me a pussy and chicken shit and bitch. And after about the 10th time of hearing I'm a pussy and I'm a bitch, you know, those are still fighting words at the end of the day. And so I, I, I did kind of lose a little bit of my composure at the end, which I'm, I'm super, you know, sorry and apologetic for to my fans and people that, that don't like that behavior because I do want to keep it a sport and I do want to keep sportsmanship, but you know, sportsmanship is not talking shit, period, not putting anybody down, you know, not stabbing them in the back and not shit talking. Sportsmanship is saying, hey, may the best woman 
or man, win, no shit talking before the fight, go in there, be stern, bang it out, and then shake hands after. Like, that's the sport. But when we when we say extra stuff and do extra things, that's when it becomes more personal and, and not business. So, you know, overall, I am super happy about the Beck fight. You know, I said it, you know, you, you got to walk it like you talk it. As well, you should be a uh, great performance by you. Um, you know, with the Beck fight, I'd imagine, like you're saying, you brought it up. And I, I also, I think I talked to you privately about it, but I want to say it publicly, as you know, we, we stand behind you. We're, we're very sorry for what you were dealing with. I can't imagine mentally, physically. So uh, do you think that being in that fight, having something else to focus on kind of helps you get through that or is help help? Is fighting helping you get through that so that you can kind of look and train and focus on all that and try to kind of leave the this, this stressed out and the sad stuff and the stuff that's making you feel horrible in the background kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, that's why I'm so passionate right now on what just happened in New Mexico. It's why I'm passionate on every little thing that's said to me and told because I, I hold that, you know, so dearly because life is hard. Like, outside of the ring is hard to me it's harder than fighting like fighting and going in the ring having that focus and that competition really kind of is a distraction from how tough real life can be and um you know it's so crazy when you when we see people that get like similar opportunities and they just don't know what they have and, and the people clawing at that attention and, and that chance to shine and then going back, like looking at my life and looking like what I have to deal with, like, man, like giving up is just not an option for some people. It just really isn't. And for me, if, you know, I can't even say that I wanted to, because it's like, I don't know what that feels like, you know, cause it's hard. And, and I have to sit there and be upset every day. Like, fuck, I don't want to do this, but I have no choice. Like what me and Joey went through was hard. Yeah. But we had no choice. And if I didn't take that back fight, guess what? I would have been sitting at home crying, looking how life sucks, looking at what now, looking at when is this going to be over all day, every day, you know? And, and fighting was like having that camp was rough, but it was like, hey, I got to run three miles a day. Oh, my God, I got to hit the bag. Oh, I got to spar. God, why do I feel like shit? It's not because I emotionally just lost my baby. It's because I'm emotionally exhausted and stressed out over fighting this this girl who's been talking shit about me for four years. Like, it's such a distraction. And, um, you know, I'm so thankful for it as far as that piece goes because uh, I'm glad you know, this I'm is glad. what makes me. I'm glad that, that uh, as a fan, that we could see that fight. And I'm glad that it was a distraction for you. I'm sure it was helpful. And you, you mentioned, you know, all this trash was being talked, the emotions involved. And and towards the end of that fight, before we talk about your fight coming up, uh, we saw you guys still jaw jacking the ring, still going at it. I'd imagine you guys haven't made up. Typically, we find when this stuff happens after the fight, they and people embrace. Didn't happen with you two. Are you guys on the same page yet, or is it still kind of like, we're done? Yeah, you know, we're not. We're not on the same page, and it's okay. I don't even really care anymore. There's so many bigger fish to fry right now, but I'm not going to lie. You know, a lot of things in my life happening right now, and kind of what I said with the last Beck fight is, like, I'm just mentally frazzled right now. I've been fighting back-to-back, and really, you know, 
it's the stuff behind the scenes that you guys aren't seeing. It's the, it's the thousands of messages every day on you suck, you run, you're a track star, you know, you got that, all this negativity. Like I hear it every day, 10 times a day. I get people pretending to be Beck, pretending to be Taylor, pretending to be Christine, sending messages. I have, you know, I'm not going to even go there right now, but I have some of these fighters that you guys think are so classy and so great that are going and calling my husband's friends, our husband's ex, you know, my ex, all these personal blows and they're calling oh. them saying, oh. trying to start stuff. So like the mental what, warfare. What, what on, fighters, on what fighter? I, I, I missed that name. I'm sorry. Which fighter was that? Uh, Rob was a name. Yeah. No, I'm not going to go there right now because I have a fight coming up and that's what's important. Absolutely. And honestly, that's why I'm just out of it right now. Like you guys just aren't seeing and getting the, the shit behind the scenes and, and the stuff that I'm having to deal with. And then I'm not being petty like right now and exposing it and, and putting screenshots and and telling like the things that are happening. You guys just aren't seeing that. And, and that's really kind of like something that I'm trying to stick by is like, look, I'm not out here for my haters. I'm out here for, for my believers. And I really just don't have time for it. So the same thing, like Beck, if you want to be a hater, that's okay. Be a hater. You know, I'm really looking for people to give me my props. Like, like Paige, like, let me just say that. Like, I don't hate everybody I fight. I don't hate everybody in BKFC. Like, let me give her a shout out. All I want is respect. At the end of the day, I want you to respect me. And when Paige said in her post-fight interview about wanting a rematch against me, she was like, I don't deserve that yet. You know, Britain did awesome. That's all what I want from, from the fighter that I'm fighting against. You know, Pearl. You know, I don't like her either, but I can appreciate she posted a, like a, a picture and said, my fight against the top-ranked BKFC fighter. She might not like me, but she showed me respect there, and I'm super thankful for it. So what, what Beck did after, she didn't show me respect. She said I was chicken shit, and then I'm a pussy, and then I ran. So, yeah, I don't like you, and I never probably will until you give me that respect that, wow, Britain has gotten better. Yeah. You know, that, that's why I take a chip on my shoulder when you're like, Britain's still the same fighter, she sucks. And it's like, wow, like, if you can't see that I'm fucking sacrificing and working my ass off every day to prove you wrong, and then I do it, like, give me some respect, guys. It's just getting old. It really is. It's getting old, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to see, like, the things in life, like, keep your circle small because I love my small circle. They really got my back. Britain, uh, you're talking about, you know, you're not getting the respect. First of all, I do respect you. I think you're one of the most toughest, uh, one of the most fun fighters to watch here. And we're excited to see your fight coming up. And I just want to shout out, I don't know her name, but I know you know her. There's a little girl that's your biggest fan. And she looks up to you. She comes to all the shows you're going to be on. She comes with her father. She, she's pumped. So I just wanted to shout her. I'll let you know there are fans out there that enjoy what you're doing. There's probably fighters out there too, but it is what it is. You're, you're pretty good at, seemingly good at kind of putting the blinders on. I know we've spoken about that before, too, and keeping that chip on your shoulder to help propel you. Um, last time we talked, I remember you telling me, this is crazy, <laughs> so crazy. I remember you saying you're going to take a little a little break, take a little breath, maybe because of the emotions, maybe because of everything going on. And now, boom, here we are again. You're fighting for a world title coming up. Main event. Uh, on September 10th. Yeah, I know. And that's why, you know, big shout out to my husband, um, Joey, because I told him, I said, look, I know it's been rough 
it really has. This has been a very, very rough, tough year. And I'm like, look, after this fight, I just need to prove everybody that I can beat this girl. Let's go home. Let's take a break. Let's come back 2023 and be bigger, better than ever. I feel it. Like, it's going to be great. But we need a time to mentally decompress. Two weeks. Two weeks. And we get a call. And I'm like, oh, my God. I can't do this to my poor husband. And be like, oh, we're taking a break. And then two weeks later, no, actually, psych. Just kidding. We're back in it. But I asked his blessing. And I was like, dude, this is for a title. And it's in my weight class. Like, what? This is what I've been dreaming and asking for. Like, you just cannot turn down no matter what. Like I said, I don't have the ability to quit even when I say I, even when I say I'm going to, I just can't do it. Um, so we made that jump right away. We took our tails right back down to Miami. And here I am every day busting my ass. And you know what? I can say honestly this, I wasn't happy. I really wasn't in my last fight camp. Um, I was actually really miserable, but this fight camp, I really have to say, I found out that I love fighting. I love it so much. And the people that it's brought me to and and what my eyes have been open to this last couple weeks, I love fighting so much. I love where I'm at so much. You know, a lot of times we want to give up and we're like, why? Why do we do this? Why am I here? Like, this is too much. And I'm telling you, this fight is like, totally reamped me and the fact like I'm not sitting here saying I want to take a break I'm like dude I'm I'm ready for this fight in September 10th in Montana um I'm in the gym I'm laughing and smiling I'm doing exactly what I love I have better energy this fight and um man I'm just really really happy I really am so, I, I mean, you love fighting. I can tell you love bare knuckle fighting championship. There's never a question in my mind. I've said that privately uh, to people behind the scenes that you're like the gatekeeper. I think I've said it on the show too, for bare knuckle fighting championship. When women come in, you'd mentioned that earlier with UFC fighters, uh, Fanny, Fanny's a different kind of fighter. I mean, she's one to know in bare knuckle right now. She is the BKFC Thailand strawweight champion, but this is going to be for the BKFC, the main world title. Uh, if the inaugural one, if you can win this or whoever wins, that's what they're going to get. Now, when I look at Fanny's record, one and oh, okay, that's good. Bare knuckle in Thailand. But I mean, she's had so many, so much more fights than that. I'm sure you've studied up. She was a Muay Thai expert, 67 wins. I think 23 losses, I think. I think that's what it was. Maybe one draw, if I can remember. But when I see Muay Thai on someone's resume, I, I know how tough Thai fighters are. And, and I automatically go, oof, this could be a stiff challenge. I'm sure you're not taking her lightly. No, honestly, I do want to say, like, big shout out to BKFC Thailand because I watched that fight because I kind of was like, wait, I thought I knew everybody in BKFC, but I was wrong. Uh I don't. And I watched her fight and wow, it was a really awesome fight. Super entertaining, very skillful on both girls. Um, yeah, it was a split decision, a tough fight, constant, constant action. I was like, Oh my God. And then I did some further research and just saw like, again, like, yeah, I have experience, but I have like 11 boxing fights and, and this will be my ninth bare knuckle fight. So really, I only have 20 fights experience. You know, I didn't do the amateurs or anything like that. And we won't talk about the streets right now. But, <laughs> you know, 70 Muay Thai fights, like, or, you know, 70 plus 80. I don't even know. That's so much. Like, I don't know how she, she keeps track. But 
that's a hell of a lot of experience. And um, I just noticed some few like character things about her, like being from Greece and moving to Thailand. You know, it's something that's a sacrifice and uh, something that, again, people don't see and notice. Like when you leave your home to go train for your craft, that means you're dedicated more than I can say. Like, it's not easy. If people think my life is so glamorous because I've been in California, I've been in Vegas, I've been in Miami, it's not. It's a sacrifice. It's really hard to move to these meccas where fighting is huge and leaving the things that you're comfortable with and know. Like, it's a huge thing. And she did that. So I just respect her a lot. I think that she's, you know, I, I don't really know her personally, but what little I have seen, I think she's a... Uh, a true fighter. I think that she really, you know, gives it her all. I don't think she's coming in there to lay down. And so somebody like that is almost more dangerous than these, these UFC people or the, the people with experience, like a ton of experience. Cause they kind of get like egotistic. They kind of get like, Oh, I've done this. I'm the, I'm the God. Nobody can beat me, fear me. You know, when you get to that level, it's like, the, the, the people that are in the shadows are the ones you got to be scared of. The people yep. that, that make the true grit sacrifices are the people you have to be worried about. And, um, yeah, you know, I feel like, again, I don't think anybody knows myself better than I do. And I know I have everything inside me that's, I'm going to, I'm willing to die for this. You know, I really literally go in this ring that you've seen people die in. Britain, and so, Britain, Britain, I, I have to uh, jump in here because you're saying that uh, no, you don't know, excuse me, yourself. You, no one knows you better than yourself. That's true. But last fight camp, something I saw or I heard uh, that happened for you, I, th I think it was the first time you did it. You had a guy who I always refer to as the custom motto of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Every time he gets with a fighter, he, he works with a fighter. I feel like they, they vibe well and he just speaks to them and helps. You had Ryan Perez in your camp. This guy's amazing. Uh, he helped you come up with a game plan. He's very smart. Uh, are you bringing him to this fight? Have you brought him to this fight too to help you formulate a game plan or where are you at with Ryan? Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, really, that's why like Ryan is awesome. I remember meeting him the first time and being like, this is somebody I really want to check out and work. And our paths were so crazy and busy, you know, but he stayed there because I feel like he really saw what was inside me. And after seeing that, that he really believed in me is when I was like, you know what? Let's give it a go. And he nailed that game plan with Bet, um, which really I give him all the credit for because that damn sure wasn't my game plan. Uh, <laughs> you know? He's a mad scientist. The guy, he figures it out like that. It's, it's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah. And, and the fact that I'm able to listen, um, you know, that's another thing. Being a good fighter is being able to listen to your corner, or listen to your coach, and be like that whole video game controller concept. Well, He's the master cheat code at that, you know, the whole little video game. And I just go in there and I'm perfect at just going in and throwing shit. So we're a good team, definitely out here um, working with him for this title fight. So uh, really having all the trust and confidence that I have to bring this home. Like, damn it, I have to bring this home. <laughs> Well, so I have, I have everything excited. to believe. 
We're excited to see what's going to happen. I believe his name on Instagram might be something like BK Cheat Code. It's funny you said that because he <laughs> yeah. has the code. Uh, and I, I think bringing him to your camp is only going to help you more and more. And we're excited to see what's happening. Rob, I always do this. I'm so sorry. Rob, the co-host here. I get so excited to talk to these fighters and have a million questions that keep bouncing off my head. Rob, I totally just kept talking. I'm sorry, Rob. Do you have anything? No, I, I think Britain, um, you know, I will give you your utmost respect and deserving respect, especially what you've gone through. I think a lot of fans, you know, it's kept very quiet. It was a personal issue. Um, your training, how everything and your previous fight, you came out with the win. And initially when I watched that fight, I'm like, wow, uh, Beck lost the fight. Uh, I want to retract that. You won the fight and you won it with an excellent game plan. And even so with the amount of pressure and the things that were behind you and what you were going through, you could have at any point in time said, you know what, I'll give me this fight a year from now or two years from now. Let, let me clear, clear my head. Let me get to a better spot physically, but you didn't, you championed on and you deserve the respect, the win. And I give you that respect. Uh, now going into this fight, you know, you, I believe you should already respect yourself for your previous performance. You got the win. Um, now, what is your game plan going into this fight, though? I'm sure you've watched some footage on 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 your opponent. She is very accurate. She kind of has a, a similar style to yours where she fights on the outside. She's very quick with the jab. What is the game plan? Or have you seen anything you and your coaches that you look to exploit in this bout? Yeah, you know, uh, first, I want to say a huge thank you for the respect piece. I mean, it really means everything to me. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, the whole game plan piece is like, you know, everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the face. So True as story. you can see from past yeah. events, but, you know, my game plan for that is, I, you know, I've faced everybody, you know, I've faced Southpaws, I've faced taller people, bigger people, people that are slick, people that are brawlers. So I feel at least happy within myself that I face everything and I'll have an answer for what she puts out. But with that being said, I do feel like I want to make this fight more exciting. I feel like I do take the fans into consideration and big shout out to them because you know, the fans are the MVP because without them, I, you know, I don't have to prove anything to myself. You know, I already know how tough I am. And, and the fans are the ones that are watching. The fans are buying tickets, watching um, us blow shit up, up in Montana in uh, less than two weeks. So I really want to give a great fight to them, but I also really want to be true and smart to myself. So it looks like we have the same reach. So it's going to be not something so obvious as stay on the outside um i think that the game plan is definitely going to be to put on a exciting and uh fireworks main event and um you know to be very adjustable and uh and work on the criticisms that i still receive and um i think people will be hopefully happier with that 
adjustment in the game plan. And I'm sure they're going to be, excuse me, very excited to watch you fight again. And just a heads up that I'm one of the moderators on the YouTube stream. And the things that I see are absolutely insane. So don't be too hard on yourself. There's 25,000 plus people live. And the amount of blocks that you see that never get through is absolutely crazy. So it can be extremely vile. Um, but the positive is out there. You just might not hear it or see it enough. But, you know, keep your head up. We're looking forward to that fight 100%. I bet. Thank you guys. Yeah. I think I'm just like, you know, my worst critic and I, I, I really have to learn, you know, and this is advice to everyone. If I could give advice to any fighter, like I'm still learning it myself is like, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt and keep moving. You can't get hung up on everything and you definitely can't make everyone happy. And, um, I really would like to, and, and guys, I'm really trying. So like, really kind of give me like, a little pat on my back that I'm not being like, well, fuck you. If you don't like it, move on. You know, like I'm really trying to make you guys all happy and it, it's a hard, almost impossible task, but I, I love when fighter, I'm going to cut you off uh, real fast. I love when fighters organically and naturally react. So you're a very nice person, but when push comes to shove and you come out and you know, and you speak the truth and you call a spade a spade, I think that grows more fans and people gravitate to, you know, real people. You know, you're just like them. Uh, so coming across as something other than that, I think is a little bit, you know, difficult. People weren't able to absorb that. But when they see you and hear you and watch you fight, I think that speaks volumes. And then, of course, the little blow ups here and there. I like it. Right. The, the fight like fans it. like it. I'm still huge. I, you know, I know I said I'm a feeling. I'm not a person, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a human somewhere deep down. And so, you know. Anyways, yeah, I, I think, you know, once you set that record, you know, you got to, you can't. And that, that was my promise to everyone. No matter what, no matter how big I am, I'm never going to change. And whether people like it or not, I got to stick to that. That's a good thing that you can stick to that. And you're never going to be able to please everybody. I always say uh, good, bad, and different. You're in the best place because everybody has an opinion about you. They can love you for a long time. Then they can start not liking you. Then they can, you know, or either way. But everyone's always going to have an opinion for you. And as much as that might hurt sometimes as a human being, and I'm sure it does, if you can somehow put the blinders on, that's the best place to be. Everyone has an opinion on you. You're never going to get old. People never get tired of you business-wise. So we love you, man. And we're excited to watch you fight against uh, Fanny Palumpi coming up. It's going to be a great fight. September 10th, Great Falls, Montana, BKFC 29, BKFC.com to grab that ad. This is, excuse me, grab the app to watch it. This is for the women's inaugural strawweight title. Uh, you better get that sauna suit out, right? You, you, you know, do you own a sauna suit? Yeah, I, funny that you say that. Joey is like, you're crazy. You haven't worn a sauna suit once in your <laughs> life. Like, put that bitch on. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't need it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you luck. We're excited to see you fight at the weight seal. The 115 weight seal goes for you. And uh, again, I believe you're one of the gatekeepers of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. You've been here forever, and uh, we're happy to have you. I, I speak on behalf of the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship show. Very happy to have you, happy to talk to you, happy to interview you, and we're excited to see where your career is going to head next as you head into this fight September 10th with uh, Fanny Palupi. It's going to be a great fight. Thank you ahead of time for the great fight we're going to see. Thank you, guys. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I know they say don't take it personal, but this is my life. I live for this. I love this. Um, I really, truly feel like it was made for me, so I'm really going to be there from – from day one to the end day. So you guys better get used to seeing me. Well, we're good with that. We appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure other fans are as well. We'll talk to you really soon. Uh, have a great fight. And that's BKFC.com. Grab the app. 
You can check out Britain fighting Fanny Palupi. That's going to be awesome. Thanks, Britain. Um, Thanks, guys. Uh, you're the best. So, Rob, uh, from that interview, I mean, if anybody was not a fan of Britain Hart, I feel like uh, the way she kind of bared her soul to us and gave us her heart, um, I feel like, as corny as that sounds, maybe understand her a little bit more now. And I liked hearing about the Beck fight, and I want to hear about the Fanny fight. I, I liked unpacking stuff about her life that we don't normally get to hear. I think that was pretty uh, a good thing to do today. So she got to stop using the term gatekeeper, though. She is. That's like a derogatory term in fighting. No, it's not. Is it in fight? It's bad in fighting. Or yeah. In life? Yeah. How's that? She's standing there and she's testing every. What I'm trying to say. Okay, thank you for telling me that because I didn't know that. So what I'm trying to I know say. You is meant it in a good way, but yeah, you got to say it differently. Thank you for telling me that because I really didn't know that. What I mean is, everyone's. I should say everyone's tested by. She's testing everybody that comes in. She just. You don't get in here easily. You have to go through Britain first. And I think that's. Uh, I think that speaks volumes of her. So. Britain, if that was derogatory or any fighter I've ever said, no, I think that to I think she got the gist of what you were trying to say. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think it was done deliberate by, by any stretch. I didn't even um, realize it was a bad term. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the you brought up a great point, Brian. I mean, we watched the fight. She was on her bike the entire time, and that's all people saw. They saw those whatever twenty five you know minutes before, during, after. The, the 25 minutes that we know the fighter at the main event, that's what we know of them, and that's what that's all we have. The 10 minutes? Right. No, no, no. I said before the fight, during the fight, and then after the fight. Hence the 25 <laughs> minutes. He tried catching me, man. I'm like, I don't know. It's two-minute rounds or something. I don't know where you're getting the other 15 from. We used to be having to edit our show, Gatekeeper, uh, timing, difference. So the oversight. Is it two-minute rounds or 22-minute rounds? <laughs> The point I'm trying to make is Continue. the things that we don't know about each and every fighter, what goes on in their personal life, the trials and tribulations. No one, you know, that's a person, certainly a personal matter. I would strongly, you know, encourage any fighter take as much time off as you absolutely need. She could have taken, you know, again, as much time as she needed, but she, she, she brought the, she brought the fight to Beck she won it convincingly in my mind. It wasn't a popular style of fight for the fans. The fans wanted a bloodbath, I would assume. Um, she got the win. She said she was going to beat her. She pulled through. You, you have to take into consideration all of that. Because as she said, she didn't go down on her shield. She didn't quit. She went through it like a champion, like a warrior, like a fighter does. And that's why she's in the ring you and I are behind the mic. That's just something 99% of the population does not do, nor they could, could they understand on they were put in that position and they're not. So, you know, I have to give her the respect for that. And, you know, I think fans need to uh, sometimes open up their lens a little bit and look a little bit deeper as to what's going on. There's a lot of moving parts and things that they may or may not know behind the scenes. No, no, I agree. And and we're privy to that sometimes, but we don't even know. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm the one doing the interviews like, and, and doing the ungloved pieces with Evan and stuff. And sometimes we don't even know. They don't always show us that. They show us a lot, mm -hmm. but, you know, you never know what's truly going on in someone's life as they say. Sure. Uh, so that was that was a really good look at Britain. I'm really glad she came on. I'm very excited about the fight. Also in that card, too, uh, Joe Riggs, man, he's coming back again. Joe Riggs is going to be taking on D-Day Dyer, Josh D-Day Day Dyer. That'll be a fun fight to watch. I, I want to see um, how Joe attempts to come back in his area, in his town, after the crushing defeat from Lorenzo the Juggernaut Hunt last time. Uh, you know, he's got to be coming here looking for redemption, showing his town, you know, this is what I really am. Don't judge me on my last fight.
this is a this is a must win. Joe's not getting any younger. He's got a uh, a deep pool of fights behind him. He's coming off of you know two unfortunate losses. Again, the Hector Lombard thing. Uh, you know, and we go down that road. I think he won the fight. Okay. He he should have gotten the W for that. But you know, it's still an L. So he, he's coming off of two. But this is his backyard. Josh is a very strong opponent. Both of them have fought Lorenzo. Obviously, both of them on the losing end of that. But this is an exciting bout. This is going to be fireworks. I think we're going to see a rejuvenated Josh, a rejuvenated Joe Riggs. Who's ready for and there we go. What was that? <laughs> I, 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 soundboard. I didn't hear anything. Some loudmouth fool. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. The whole card, Kai Stewart coming back. He's huge in that area. Young guy coming up. It's going to be a great card. We've been, Evan kind of said this, you're seeing the brand expand. Uh, we did great in England. Then you saw us, uh, of course, this last one, we were just talking about Albuquerque. We have the Thailand show. Buka! That's coming up, man. I can't wait. There's so much. And now we have, as we roll into Great Falls, Montana, a fight town. And it's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. We're very excited about all this. There's a lot of good stuff going on at BKFC right now. BKFC.com. Grab the app. Rob, we're running short on time. A couple more things to get to before we get out of here. We promised people that we would talk quickly about who are, who's on our wish list. Who would we like to be signed to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship? And I know you have someone. You, you could go first. I'd love to hear Yeah, it. I want the fans to go for it first. We're going to read the comments. We're going to circle Great. back next week. Please drop your three favorite wish lists of active people right now, not in the history. We don't want to see Abe Lincoln in here. But your three I want to see Abe. Yeah. It's got long reach. What was that? Uh, Fight Club? <laughs> um, your top three fighters that you would see or you'd like to see in BKFC. So, my top three, my very first one, very controversial person, just got banned across all of social media. Uh, he's making headlines. He called out KSI, Andrew Tate. Andrew okay. Tate, I would like to see him in BKFC. He does have a professional sports kickboxing background i would love to see him come to bare knuckle fighting championship that's Got mine it. so which we're we'll shoot to your we we'll shoot to me oh, top three for me i'll start with my first guy mm -hmm. uh we've heard about it i've seen uh rumblings about it online but i want to see tyson fury uh that's my number two man <laughs> well, that's, we're thinking the same. That's, well, i wasn't gonna say it one first but i figured you were gonna say it so i want to get to it first <laughs> tyson fury because well it's good that was your number two because we both agree obviously i bet you some fans are gonna say that too mm -hmm. Because this guy, I mean, he's a gypsy king. This guy doing bare knuckle would be right up his alley. I would love to see it. Yeah, I mean, nothing gets more organic, original, having him hop into this. This is like a family affair. He would be an amazing fighter on it. How about a shred of uh, realism here? Hold on, I just want to say one thing, Evan, really quick. Plus, we have these, these heavyweights. The division is just stacking up. Oh, he commented realism. Does he not think Let's, Andrew Tate would come to BKFC? Listen, or do you not think gonna, the fighters? I mean, Andrew Tate, maybe. Tyson Fury, come on. This is our let's, dream let's list, talk, dude. Well, let's, talk, well, let's, let's change it to people we could actually see. All right. Let's, let's see. All right. All right. Who, who you got? got? Who you got, buddy? UFC just lost Shane Burgos. He went over to PFL. Shane Burgos, okay. in, his entire style is stand up and bang. That's all he did in the UFC. He was a heavy hitter. He's explosive. I think he would be a perfect fit for BKFC. PFL, he's going to be, you know, just hanging out with all the other MMA guys again. I think Shane Burgos needs to get his ass in bare knuckle. He'd be a superstar. He would dominate. Um, and he'd be a what, what's his What's his weight class? Oh, geez. He's a 45er, I think. Let me double check. I feel like I should know this. 
but continue. All right. I, well, I'm still giving my dream list. I don't care about yeah, the realism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a pro wrestling fan. I don't like realism. You know that. Yeah, we can wish. Uh, did I say that? <laughs> yeah, he's a 45er. 145. Yeah. I love this graphic. I can't see. <laughs> it's great. You see hey, this Hey, I'd love it. I'm looking at the screen talking to Brian. Let's yeah. see what Tyson thinks. <laughs> Tyson, would you come to BKFC? He's not oh, talking. Only to Must kick be your ass, Sosha. <laughs> Thanks for that, Evan. All right. Uh, so you said Tyson Fury was your second, Rob. We spoke about him. Um, who would be your third B? Listen, I know he's a little uh, hes a little bit on the older side. He's had a plethora of different bouts. But, man, Vanderlei Silva. I know there was discussion about him in the past, but the dude from Pride, he just swings for the fences. He's got so many memorable fights with so many other memorable living legends. I would love to see Vanderlei. And that's my, that rounds out my three right there. All right, I'm going to give my second one. I'm sure Evan's going to just, just shit all over it. But he... <laughs> he, he um... <laughs> This is just because he's such a monster. Anyone that knows me, these are the easiest picks for me. Mm -hmm. uh, he's such a monster. I'm not saying he's the best at stand-up or anything, but it's just a monster who would bring us so much publicity if this happened. And again, this is a wish list. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I would love to see Brock Lesnar come in. I, I think that uh, the, the publicity that would get us, and just to see him massively doing a bare-knuckle fight, he's just so massive, it would be huge. Uh, and I'm going to give you a, a layup. This is a side one. It's not my third one. But um, there's a guy that we're talking to currently re-signed with WWE, uh, Killer Cross carrying Cross. This guy, he grew up doing fighting and he fell in love with wrestling. I thought we were going to sign him to pull back the curtain. We were so close to it. He mentioned this in an interview recently, but then when Vince McMahon left WWE and Triple H took over, it's Triple H's boy, he got signed to WWE right away. Now he's top of the card. But I think he could have done some damage. He was dialed in. He was ready to go. And the guy, his father's a coach in fighting. Like he's really grown up in fighting. I think that would have been a fun time to watch him fight, not even because of the publicity it would bring us. That would help. But I just think he'd be a good fighter, and he was really ready to do it. And then I might as well give you my third one. Um, another, It's another wrestling guy, former MMA guy. I'd love to see Matt Riddle. And the reason I'm bringing him up is we talked about this at the beginning of a guy in WWE that got his name back. They were just calling him Riddle. Now they're calling him Matt Riddle again. Matt Riddle, a guy that was on the Ultimate Fighter. I think they gave him the nickname Chipper because he always seemed happy. Little did they know he's probably just stoned because he seems to enjoy that. Uh, but Matt Riddle, top in WWE right now. He was on, I think he had a four-fight win streak in UFC. I think our matchmaker, Shook, might have been friends with him. I know he trained in the Allentown area for a while. I know he trained to be a pro wrestler in Jersey. This guy, I mean, I just want to see him, how he would how he would uh, do. And I think, mm -hmm. it, again, I'm all for it. I'm publicity. I think it would bring us eyeballs, as uh, the people up top like to see. And I would like to see that. They're yeah. my thoughts. Evan, uh, you can continue. I'm going to cut Evan off. You can expect the unexpected with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Three years ago, you know, Paulie Malinaji, Wow. Yeah. Paige Van Zandt, MVP, Mike right. Perry. God knows who we're going to sign next or who's going to hop into BKFC. So what might seem as a fantasy wish list a year from now, two years from now, you could be seeing some of the sure. biggest fighters in combat sports fighting in BKFC on a regular basis. So Very true. stay tuned. Very let's prove Evan wrong. Chat, let's yeah. blow it I up, man. I hope you do. I hope you do. That's the goal. Let's have some I, fun I, with I this. I still want to see Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Evan Zentar is my other one on my wish list. I want to see him get in there. Well, I mean, one, also on my wish list, I didn't include it, uh, Anderson Silva, uh, because it has him. been announced officially that he will be facing Jake Paul. Not officially. Ooh. No, it has been. It's, on, it's, it's, it's online. It's still in talks. 
Uh, I don't know. Well, someone's talking. Someone's reporting. There's about like seven different publications this morning on Facebook have, have posted. But who cares? All I want to see is that might be cool, Rob. And I don't mean to cut you off, but mm-hmm. I want to see after. I want to see Mike Perry. I want to see our bare knuckle guy, the warrior, Mike Perry, who called him out. That's the only fight with Jake Paul I'm interested in seeing. I don't care about any other fight because that's going to do the most for our company. And I, I do think that, that Mike Perry would just beat the hell out of Jake Paul. And I, I'd be all for that. Yeah, I would actually, whether it's boxing or uh you know, I'd love to see it in BKFC. Yeah, right. I, I don't think any kind of YouTuber ever steps in the ring in, in BKFC. I, I, I've seen it. I've seen, uh, you know, BKFC tweet about it. You know, they won't last. They won't last one round in our world. It's just that's just the reality of the situation. They won't. Is this right? Reverse psychology. So some YouTuber will hit you up and ask to fight. Bear nah, no, no, they just they, they, they won't. I think I think the shock of it. Unless they're like a professional street fighting YouTuber or influencer or whatever, they're not going to. They're not going to step in the ring. I don't really want to see them step in the ring for the most part. I mean, again, they bring eyeballs to the sport, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of done with that stuff. Um, I'm not even. I'm, I'm probably not even a fighting purist like a lot of people, but I'm, I'm kind of over that stuff now. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, I mean, you can change it's, my mind. It's, it's 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 cooling off for sure. Evan, do you have a do you have another person or no? Uh, keep talking. I have to think. Everyone want to get involved now. You got to come up with your list ahead of time, man. I was playing my uh, skateboarding game on my phone. All right, then forget about it. Skate or die. Evan's gonna die. Let's move on. That's that's a dated <laughs> reference. Evan probably doesn't even get that. He's too young. Yeah. I'm sure Rob gets that. That was a great Nintendo. NES game classic, baby. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, who's a pro skateboarder? We were talking about this the other day. It was Tony it was Soto. it Loco Soto. Yeah. Not a pro skateboarder. But he's a big. Oh, skateboarder. No, he was a pro. Like. Oh, he back was. In the day, yeah. Wow. That's so cool, man. I I. I had like the old school 1980s board. It was called the Executioner, and it had like grip tape on each side with the big rails on it. You remember you get them at like the store? Not not even the good skateboards now. It's a good time. Tony good time. Tony Tony Loco Soto Loco for uh, <laughs> he lives by that name, man. That dude is crazy. Had one of the craziest, if not the craziest, weigh in I've ever. <laughs> seen and or heard with the dog since he's made up with the dog since he told me and he also said that it was just psychological warfare and he hopes the dog understands that most importantly (laughs) i believe he moves on to continue his undefeated record and i want to say this because he was kind of ripping on me i am a fan of watching tony uh tony soto i've said it before the guy he makes me laugh his his pre-fight uh selling of the fight he's very creative uh on instagram and everywhere like that so props to him i mean the dog thing I don't know if he planned that, knew that was good. Because sometimes you just say stuff and it comes out and it's still like unbelievable. But again, I know that was just psychological yeah. warfare. She was saying on Instagram, I believe. So that was like uh, a Mike, Mike Tyson slip right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Mike Tyson was jealous of that. He <laughs> got crazy. All right, Evan, time's up. What do you got? Uh, I, I'll give it one UFC fighter and one boxer. Give me uh, Gaethje. Justin, okay. yeah. Um, and then boxing wise, I don't know. Dave, you got any boxers you think would do well over here? <laughs> David Feldman. We on Damon Feldman. Yes, yes. CEO, the president of, that bare knuckle brawl. The illustrious. of celebrity boxing. <laughs> look, look, little cross plug for you there, Damon. You're welcome, bud. All right, so that that I think seals it up today. Yep. We kind of talked about everything we, we thought we would, and uh, get I back to the family. Them. Get back to the beach, man. I don't even know. I'm gonna have to go find them now. <laughs> I, I don't. They're gonna. It's gonna be. And I have one ear. So so those you don't know, they always make fun of me. I can't hear out of this ear. And it makes me like, like if you have one eye, your depth perception's off. So I can't hear where people are calling me from. So if I go to a crowded beach and, and meet up with my family, like Brian over here, I just, I actually don't hear him. I look around like an idiot. 
because I can't tell where it's coming well, from. Well, you obviously don't hear the rollout music playing. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're good. I really don't. Hey, it's thank been- you so much to Albuquerque. Thank you to uh, England before that. We can't wait for BKFC Thailand with Boo Cal. That's going to be amazing. BKFC.com. Grab the app. And then we roll into Great Falls September 10th with a title fight, the inaugural women's straw weight. We can't wait. BKFC.com. I'm out of here. I can't hear the music. Rob's getting up and doing something. What's he doing? Did Rob leave? <laughs> Is that me? Is that me? Oh, he looks better than me. That works. <laughs> the ratings probably will go. Welcome to the new BKFC app. Watch every live Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship pay-per-view event for only $4.99 per month. Enjoy our all-new library of content, including unlimited access to the full library of BKFC pay-per-views, behind-the-scenes access, exclusive BKFC original series, and additional live bare-knuckle fights from around the globe. You can access it anywhere you want, anytime you want, instantly on most streaming devices. It's all available right now on the new BKFC app, all here for only $4.99 a month. Knuckle up with a new BKFC app, still only $4.99 a month. The world's most exciting combat sport, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship presents BKFC 29, live on Saturday night, September 10th. In the main event, the inaugural women's strawweight world title is up for grabs as BKFC vet Britton Hart fights BKFC Thailand champion Fanny Palumpi. In the co-main event, combat sports legend Joe Diesel Riggs clashes with rising star Josh D-Day Dyer. Watch it live on the BKFC app, downloaded at bkfc.com. The-